Aloha, Larry Bailey, Mortgage Workflow Partners. Here's another weekly newsletter. Uh, as always, it's brought to you by MBS Highway, your trusted source for mortgage market intelligence. If you don't have a subscription to this information, you need to get one, get over to mbshighway.com. Um, I like to read through these uh, every week uh, because it is important information and it's not like you may always pay attention to what's going on in the market every day, but once a week is always a good thing. So let's check it out. This newsletter is dated for July 24th, 2023. This is the week of July 17th, 23 in review. And so there's tight housing inventory continues to impact sales, home prices, and confidence among home builders. If you're not aware of that, just take a peek around your neighborhood. Uh, but opportunities remain for buyers to benefit from appreciation gains. Of course, if you can get into if you could find the property, naturally. So read on for these uh, stories and more. Uh, first story is existing home sales constrained by tight supply, no duh. Home builder confidence edged higher this month is the next story. After that, we talk about can't get enough new home inventory. And the fourth story is unemployment claims remain volatile. There'll be a, a seasonal hack in there too, so stay tuned for that. If you are listening to this on our podcast, uh, be sure to get over to mortgage.community or masteringencompass.com. Get involved in the community. Guys, we teach you everything you need to know, not just the essentials. Like you need to know everything as an admin. And on top of that, you need to have a partner like Mortgage Workflow Partners be with you every day of the week. The subscriptions that we run for Mastering Encompass for admins, as well as Mastering Encompass for sales and operations, these are 12-month engagements. And they're extremely affordable if you want to invest in yourself, far more affordable than any other offering on the market. We know it and we want you to know it. So head over to uh, workflowpartners.org to find out more about it, or you can go to masteringencompass.com, or even if you're part of the mortgage community, get to mortgage.community.com. I'm sorry, mortgage.community and check it all out. There's no .com at the end of that. Um, so here we go, first story, existing home sales constrained by tight supply. So again, if you're listening to this on audio, um, check out the video replay over in mortgage.community. So existing homes, uh, existing home sales fell 3.3% from May to June to a 4.16 million unit annualized pace per the National Association of Realtors, also known as NAR. Sales were also 18.9% lower than they were in June of last year. This report measures closings on existing homes, which represents around 90% of the market, making it a critical gauge for taking the pulse of the housing sector. So the bottom line here is tight supply played a key role in the pace of sales per NAR's chief economist, Lawrence Young, who noted that, quote, the first half of the year was a downer for sure. <laughs> it's not from California, I don't think. With sales lower by 23%, fewer Americans were on the move despite the usual life-changing circumstances. The pent-up demand will surely be realized soon, especially if mortgage rates and inventory move favorably, close quote. Existing home sales fail, fell 3.3% from May to June to a 4.16 million unit annualized pace per the NAR. Sales were also down 18.9% lower than they were June of last year. This is like a repeat. I don't even know why I'm reading this twice. Why they put it twice on here um, is, is just a typo. So, uh, so, so my apologies for just reading what's on the screen. In fact, so let's continue. So with the bottom line, so after Lawrence Young, Young made his quote there, in fact, total existing housing inventory at the end of June equaled 1.08 million homes, well below normal with just 3.1 months supply available at current sales pace. 
Redfin's housing report for June further reiterated the tight supply we're seeing with active and new listings down 15 and 31% year over year, respectively. Young added that, quote, there is simply not enough homes for sale. The market can easily absorb a doubling of inventory, close quote. Uh, despite these supply constraints, demand among uh, buyers remains strong, as evidenced by how quickly correct, uh, correctly priced homes are selling. Homes stayed on the market an average for 18 days. That's ridiculous. On the market, 18 days last month. All 76% of the homes sold in June were on the market for less than a month. By comparison, this is up from 65% back in March. So, you know, my, my take on this, of course, is no matter what the market, if you want to sell your house, sell it for the correct price. If you're trying to just do a money grab, expect to wait. Um, story I always give is this is going back, God, this is going back to like 1989, 1990. Uh, if you know New Jersey at all, there's a little barrier island called Long Beach Island that right now a stupid little shack is over a million bucks. But back in the early 90s, uh, my father had a house that uh, was second off the ocean. He's like, yeah, I'll sell it for a million dollars. There wasn't a single house on the entire island for a million dollars back then. But he was like, hey, listen, I'll put it on the market. And if somebody wants to pay me for a million, I'll, I'll sell it. That's not what's happening here. Um, and, and the lesson from that that I always took was, if you want to go for, for you know a platinum price, expect to wait for the platinum buyer. If you want to sell your home, sell it at the market price. That's the takeaway. So to, to finish up the story, very tight inventory and strong demand puts upward pressure on home prices. Zillow, Black Knight, and FHFA are already reporting record high home values in their indexes, showing why now remains a great opportunity to build wealth through home ownership. I literally am just talking to family about this exact topic earlier this morning, um, where the question came up, should I rent, should I buy? You know, if your rent is half the price of your mortgage, probably not. I would probably tell you to, if you're gonna invest in a mortgage, take the half that you're not paying and put it in some other investment. But if it's equal or almost equal, rent versus mortgage, um, and certainly if the mortgage is cheaper than the rent, you know, assuming you have the down payment and other things, um, and you're not tending to move frequently due to employment or other reasons, um, you know, buy a house. And even if you do move, I don't know if you're, you know, if you want to be the investor type, but again, you buy a house as a primary and you live there for, you know, for a few months. I know because you bought it with the intention to live as your primary. And then after closing, Something in something changed, your employment or some other thing changed in your life, and now, you know, you're going to keep that property. You're going to have it rented. It's the intention at the time of closing that's important. So, um, buying a home as a primary and then ultimately down the road keeping it while you move to another place and moving that to an investment is a housing hack, quote unquote. Um, also, same thing if you're an FHA and you buy, uh, you know, if you use an FHA loan or a VA loan if you're a veteran, um, and you buy it as a multi-unit owner occupied. You live there. You decide, hey, I want to move on to something else, um, et cetera, et cetera. So keep that in mind, all you peeps out there who are trying to figure out how to get into the real estate investment game um, of, uh, of life, and uh, you don't necessarily always have the right answers. Uh, next story is home builder confidence edged higher this month. So uh, we got the image on there. It looks like a nice upward trending graph, which is great. The National Association of Home Builders, also known as the NAHB Housing Market Index, which measures builder confidence, rose by one point in July uh, to 56. This latest reading marks the seventh straight increase with builder sentiment now at the highest level since June 2022 and firmly 
into expansion territory over the break-even level of 50. So the bottom line here is low existing home inventory continues to boost optimism among home builders as it is keeping the demand for new homes solid per the NEHB. Among the components of the index, current and future sales expectations are well in expansion territory at 62 for current and 60 for future. Uh, buyer traffic moved three points higher at 40, which is a huge recovery, huge. It's a double recovery from the low of 20 seen late last year as this gauge moves closer to the 50 break-even level. Um, and, and again, if you can't find a house that is a resale house, you got to build. And so that gets us right into this next story. We can't get enough new home inventory. And we said this actually, Barry Habib uh, from MBS Highway has been saying this for years. Uh, leading into where we are today, that we cannot outbuild ourselves for demand, just not possible. So despite rising confidence among builders, home construction slowed in June as housing starts, which measures the start of construction on homes fell 8% from May. However, this number can be volatile from month to month pullback in June, uh, followed a big uptick in May's construction activity. So building permits, which are indicative of future supply, also declined 3.7% from May to June. On a positive note, permits for single-family homes rose 2.2% from May to the highest level of June since last year. Bottom line here, gang, is the housing sector remains undersupplied. We saw that with 3.1 months supply of resale. That's just crazy. It's not enough inventory um, in, in this market. Housing completions fell by 3.3% last month, with single-family completions down by 2.8%. When we look at housing, um, we want to look at the new supply that will be coming to market which is currently around 1.4 million homes annualized. Subtract roughly 100,000 homes that need to be replaced every year due to aging. We're well below demand as measured by how household formations that are now trending at 1.5 million. So as noted above, this is an ongoing disparity between supply and demand. It's a key reason why home values continue to rise and why now provides great opportunities to take advantage of appreciation gains. Not noted in here, but also if you're in a marketplace and you find a distressed home, guys, work with <laughs> work with a lender that gets you rehab or gets you construction a perm. If you need some referrals of who to work with, I got a bag full of lenders that will guide you through the rehab process for uh, Fannie Mae, for Freddie Mac, and for FHA, and for VA, um, as well as just straight construction with permanent takeout by somebody else. So um, whether it's owner-occupied, second home, or investment, like, Plenty of companies are willing to lend you money to fix up a place um, with the, uh, you know, whether it runs into a one-time close or a two-time close. So if you need any guidance on that, please let me know. Uh, next story is unemployment claims remain volatile. Um, we see the same three states again, California, New York, and Ohio that we've seen over the last few weeks. Initial jobless claims fell 9,000 in the latest week as 228,000 people filed for unemployment benefits for the first time. Continuing claims rose by 33,000 with 1.754 million people still receiving benefits after filing their initial claim. While, the, while this latter metric, which is people still receiving uh, benefits, is well above the low of 1.289 million, so about a half a million-ish people uh, seen last September, it's declined from the high of 1.861 million reported in early April. Uh, April, uh, that also reflected a mix of people finding new jobs and benefit expiring. So bottom line here is initial jobless claims are, are volatile from week to week. We know that. But economists had expected first-time filings to rise since the previous reporting encompassed a holiday week. 
plus initial claims have declined to tamper numbers over the last month after shopping 260,000 for the first three weeks of June. Employers are still clearly trying to retain workers, yet there's also been a clear slowdown in the pace of hirings in the private sector. Last year, private sector job gains averaged 376,000 a month, but we've seen this number decline to 215,000 a month over the last six months and 196,000 over the last three months. Again, it's not in here, but God help us if UPS um, can't, can't uh, avoid a strike. Um, that's in the news. Obviously, we've got uh, Screen Actors Guild um, along with the Writers Guild on strike. We'll see what happens here. Um, you know, I, I know it's been all over the news, but this is like Taylor Swift's summer and Taylor Swift is keeping the U.S. economy moving. I think there's truth to that. And you can see real numbers across that across the country, and especially in the cities where T-Swift um, visits multiple nights. So um, we'll have to see what happens here over the next several weeks once Taylor Swift goes to Europe. And uh, we'll see if um, UPS strike happens, um, which affects everybody um, in the United States. Uh, so hopefully that can be avoided. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, hey, here's the family hack of the week. The rich and the decadent hot fudge sauce, courtesy of New York Times, is perfect for National Hot Fudge Sunday on July 25th. That's tomorrow. Um, of course, you can have this on any day you like it as well. So in a medium saucepan, combine two cups heavy cream, four tablespoons unsalted butter, one half cup light brown sugar, three quarter cup granulated sugar, and a quarter teaspoon of fine sea salt. Bring to a simmer over medium low heat. Don't scorch the chocolate, I'm telling you right now. Take it slow. So after a minute, add two ounces of chopped bittersweet chocolate and whisk to dissolve. Remove from the heat, add one and a quarter cups Dutch processed cocoa and whisk until no lumps remain. Return that pan to a low heat. I'm telling you, low heat, gang. Start low, raise as you need to. Simmer fudge sauce until glossy on the top, whisking constantly approximately 20 seconds. Remove from heat, stir in a half tablespoon pure vanilla extract. Serve warm over your favorite ice cream and sprinkle with nuts and other toppings you love. I don't know how you can go wrong with that. That sounds friggin' awesome. So here's what to look for this week in the market. This week's full of potentially market-moving news. The Fed's two-day meetings begins Tuesday, that's tomorrow the 25th, with their monetary policy statement and press conference coming Wednesday, that's the 26th. June's reading of the Fed's favored measure of inflation, the personal consumption expenditures, also known as PCE, will also be reported on this Friday, whatever day that is. Uh, in housing news, look for an update on home, appreciate, home price appreciation for May when the Case-Shiller Home Price Index and the Federal Housing Finance Agency uh, House Price Index. Uh, so the Federal Housing Finance Agency we referenced earlier as FHFA. Uh, those are being reported on Tuesday, that's tomorrow the 25th. June's new and pending home sales follow on Wednesday and Thursday, respectively. Also on Thursday, the latest job claims will be reported along with June's durable good orders and the first look at the GDP for the second quarter. Did we hit recession? Did we not hit recession? I'm sure that'll be on everyone's mind. Um, you know, as always, we've got this live ticker up here in the right. Bonds, um, mortgage-backed securities are uh, at the five and a half coupon for a 30-year down 14 basis points, which means the cost of money is a little bit more expensive now than it was um, at open. Uh, and you know, these are the kinds of important information that you'll see at MBS Highway. So get there, get a get a subscription. Uh, my name is Larry Bailey, Mortgage Workflow Partners. Always let us know how we can help you out. If you like the phone, you can call 888-522-7181. You can also send a text there if you like to text. Or you can email, uh, email me directly if you want to chat. Larry at workflowpartners.org. 
check this out, uh, full recording out in the community over at mortgage.community. It's free to join. Everybody can join regardless of who you work for. Um, we believe in an open community that helps the entire mortgage industry. We've got a ton of cool people on there from a ton of cool companies. So check it out. And uh, take care for now. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.